0: Let's just pray together before we get into the Word of the Lord. God, help us this morning to handle your Word today, Lord, so carefully. And God, that your Word may speak into every heart and every life this morning. As you have laid it upon my heart and put it into my spirit today, God, I pray your power and your anointing to flow through your Word this morning. And that your anointing may rest upon the hearts and minds and the ears of every person that is here. That may we receive your, your Word with gladness and joy today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Speak to about three people around you. Tell them you're glad to see them. Hope the preacher don't preach too long. All those good things. I want to speak to you for a few moments today on the importance of our anointing. We, we touch this subject from time to time and I have realized the last few days as the Lord has kind of prepared me for this morning, I realize more or as much as ever before the importance of our anointing. David was anointed, he was moderately anointed, all through the scripture people were anointed. David spoke often of the anointing, the anointing of course as he speaks of was a physical anointing. And of course, there is a spiritual anointing that is so very prevalently taught through the scripture. We anoint here at this church, the Bible, James chapter 5 says, to anoint those who are sick with oil. And so, because that's what the scripture teaches, we anoint with oil. We take this little vial of oil and we'll take and place it on our finger and touch it to someone's head in obedience to James chapter 5. but The the anointing is much more than just anointing to pray for the sick, but the anointing is spoken in a spiritual sense, and it is what I really want to focus on this morning. Not a physical anointing, but a spiritual anointing. The importance of a spiritual anointing anointing. David's first anointing took place among his brothers. it was a very literal and real anointed da- anointing. David killed a lion and a bear he defeated Goliath he led an army but before that David could ever lead Judah it required a fresh and a greater anointing. David was anointed as a lad. he was anointed to lead Israel. Did you realize that even as a child that David was physically anointed? There was a physical, literal anointing of oil that was placed upon him. But later in life, there was a fresh anointing that was placed upon David. And again, the oil was placed upon his head physically. And it was anointed. And then there was a third anointing that David Uh, encountered and that third anointing that David encountered was the anointing of the people and every family and every household anointed David to be the leader over their home, to be the high priest over their home. So there was an anointing I believe that, uh, that transcends through time and even into the church today. And I believe that as the pastor of this church that I have an anointing as the pastor of this congregation to preach and to lead this congregation in this assembly. But I do believe that it is important that there is an anointing by the households. By the families, by the fathers and the mothers, there is an anointing of authority that is given to a pastor, not a physical, literal anointing. I don't need you to come place oil upon my head, but a, a literal spiritual anointing that has been given. David declared in uh, D- David developed the in the anointing that he was placed. He he went from the potential king that was an anointing that was placed upon his head as a lad as the potential king to a nominal king to a uh to an actual king and then beyond and it was because of David's anointing that all kings from there and later were uh they were compared to David they were compared to David they they would say they were a they were an evil king, the scripture will teach, they were an evil king because they followed not in the ways of David. Or the scripture will say, for they were a great king for they followed in the ways of David. He was constantly the comparative uh, all through the scripture and uh, it, was, it was all related to the anointing that was placed upon David and And what I'm wanting to speak to you today is that we need to to recognize the importance of the anointing of God in our lives. I'm not speaking this morning of a physical anointing. If you need anointed, we'll be obedient to the Scripture. We'll anoint you with oil, but it's much more than a physical anointing, but a spiritual anointing that I want to talk to you about today. And in that spiritual anointing, this this figurative uh, way of speaking today of of, of the the presence and power of God being poured out in a fresh form to be placed upon a life. I want to draw a comparison, if I may, today between the physical anointing and the spiritual anointing. I, I want to draw the comparison. First, let me say to you today that before there was ever an anointing, Before there was an anointing oil, the anointing oil had to be created. It was was designed by God. God gave them the recipe for the anointing. And it was made of pure myrrh, which came from the sap of a tree. It was made from sweet cinnamon of fragrance. It was the inner bark of a laurel tree, and then they used calamus, which was a liquid fragrance that came from a cane, and then there was cassia, which was the juices of a plant pod, and then there was choice olive oil, and it came, of course, from the olive. Uh, what I want you to understand this morning about the holy anointed oil was that The holy anointing oil came through the process of squeezing out the sap from twisting, from grinding, from breaking, from pressing of uh, the the bark of the tree, from the root of the tree, from the cane, from the pod, or from the olive. All the only way that the juices could be uh, extracted from these uh, from from these plants was that they had to go through a process of pressure. It had to go through a process of grinding and breaking and squeezing and pressing and twisting. And I want you to understand that from this today, I want to draw a parallel to the spiritual anointing that God either has placed in your life or is wanting to place in your life. And what I want to speak to you today is that sometimes we ask God to deliver us from what He has designed to be the method in which He is going to anoint us. Sometimes we pray, God, let this pass. God, take this away from me. God, why the suffering? But I have a revelation for you this morning that sometimes we need to stop ourselves and say, God, if this is your purpose and this is your plan in my life, God, let me learn to submit to the breaking of my will. Let me submit to the pressure that I'm living under. Let me submit to the the, the forcing and the force Forging and the remaking that you are working in my life. Because God, if you were trying to form this into my life, I receive it as your anointing upon my life for what you, God, are wanting to do in my future. I came this morning to tell you that yes, it is natural for the flesh to resist what God is wanting to do in your life. But if you will submit to it and endure it, it may be that what God is wanting to work in your life today may be the method by which God is going to anoint you to work at a level that you have never been able to work before. Somebody give God praise this morning. Are you able to thank God for the pressure you're under today? Are you able to thank God for what you're going through today? Oh, maybe you came this morning wanting pastor to say, Oh, it's all going to work out. It's all going to be. But I came today to tell you that the pressure may even get greater. The pressure may. But accept what God is working in your life today. And say, God, I know you're working everything out for my good. Let me ask you this morning, how many of you want to hear from a preacher that's never been through it? How many of you want to hear somebody talk about God is able to deliver that's never had to be delivered themselves? How many of you want to hear from somebody that says God is a healer, but you've never had to depend on him for your healing? And nobody wants to hear from somebody that doesn't know how to climb a mountain tell them how to climb up a mountain. I have to remind my boys who have a great anointing in their life, and they're going to do great things from the Lord, for the Lord. But I tell them often, your time has not yet come. It's coming but your time has not yet come. There are moments when you're going to be able to minister. There's people that you're going to be able to minister to, but right now may not be your moment. This may not be your time. They don't understand it today but they'll understand it a little more as they get a little older because as they go through some things, they become qualified by what they have been through to be able to tell somebody else. They can't tell anybody about marriage, they've never been married. They can't counsel somebody on something they've never been able to go through themselves. And some of us today are sitting here and you're fretting, and you're worried and you're stressed and you're like, God, why am I going through all of this? Could it be that God has you in the press today? Because He is squeezing anointing into your life. He is making something out of your life that He is going to be able to use you in a greater way than He could use you if you didn't submit to His will. So the Old Testament anointing, before the priest could ever enter into the tabernacle, there had to be an anointing placed upon him. He could go through the process of cleansing. He could go through the process of putting on the priestly garment. He could do everything else that needed to be done. But before he could ever go into the tabernacle and to administer the priestly duties. There had to be a fresh anointing poured out upon him. And when that fresh anointing was poured out upon him, when he went before the people, they knew that he had been anointed because that anointing was prevalent by the sweet-smelling savor of the fragrance of that anointing oil. Some of you have heard me teach on this before, but I remind you this morning that it was not always easy to tell. When the anointing was poured out upon the priest, it went into the garden. One would say it may even be ruining the garment, but no, it wouldn't ruin the garment because it was as, it was of such composition that when it went into the garment, it locked itself in the weaves of the wool of the garment, and as it locked itself into the weaves of the garment, in a little while the air would dry the dampness of that oil, and then you would look at that garment and you could not see that that priest had ever been anointed. You could look at it and he just looked like an ordinary priest. He just looked like everybody else. He just, he, he went about his daily life like everybody else. I've had people say, oh, well, you know, you just put your pants on just like everybody else. You tie your shoelaces just like everybody else. Absolutely. But let me tell you something today. When a man has been anointed... You may look at the priest and say, I I don't see anything different about him. Folks may look at you and say, Well, you look like everything's okay because you put a smile on your face and you go on like everything's good. You act like you've never had a problem. You've acted like you've never had a bill that you couldn't pay. You've acted like you've never had a sickness that you worried over. You you, You stayed awake all night, but you washed your face the next day and you walked into work with a smile on your face, praising God and saying, and God is good and people are looking at you and they're like well he had never had a problem because when they look at you they can't tell but when they get close to you they're going to smell an aroma about you I'm speaking today of an anointing that God can work into your life by the things that you go through and it will be evident to everybody that gets around you I got to hurry this morning. But the anointing that was placed upon them, Isaiah spoke in Isaiah 61. He said, for the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek, hath sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. I want to point something to you. Look through the scripture when it comes to the anointing. In the creating, in the making of the anointing. There was pressure. There was binding. There was cutting. There was bruising. There was twisting. There was all of these things that had to go through in the act of the anointing. But the anointing was never used to bruise. The anointing was never used to cut. The anointing was never used. The only place the anointing was used was used to heal. Mm. I want you to hear me this morning. The Lord's given me some revelation in the last few days over some of the things that some of you may be going through. God is placing you In placing things into your life that you're going to be able to speak into somebody else's life. And they're going to hear you because your words are not going to be cutting. They're not going to be rude. They're not going to be harsh. They're not going to be hateful. They're not going to be mean. They're not going to be negative. But the words that you speak are going to be of the anointing of God. And you're going to be able to speak life into somebody. You're going to be able to speak hope into somebody. You're going to be able to speak help into somebody because you submitted to what God is working in your life. Saul and David were both anointed. They had many similarities. They both were goodly men. Saul, the Bible said, was none goodlier, whatever that means. David's, the Bible said of David, he was beautiful in appearance. He was goodly to look at. They were both selected as young leaders to lead Israel. They were favored men. They were victorious and strong leaders. But you look at their lives, while they had many similarities, there was one major difference. The difference between Saul and David was the amount of their anointing. I know this is not new to some of you today, but for somebody that's going through it today, wondering, why am I going through it? And why is it at such a level that I'm facing that I question God every day? God, why am I going through this? God, why are you putting me through this test? God, why? Maybe your anointing is going to be equal to your pressure. Maybe the outcome is going to be equal to your struggle. The Bible said in 1 Samuel chapter 10 that Samuel took a vial of oil. That word vial comes from the word flask. It was a small amount of oil that was placed upon Saul. And somebody may say, well, he was anointed nevertheless. Yes, he was. But the difference between Saul and David was that Samuel, the same man, the same priest, took a horn of oil. And Samuel took a Horn of oil and poured it upon David's head. The difference was between a vial and a horn. It was the amount of anointing that was placed upon David versus the amount of anointing that was placed upon Saul. For Saul, he has killed his thousands. (laughs) But David... His 10,000. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm trying to help somebody this morning that's wondering, why am I going through what I'm going through? Why am I facing what what I'm facing? Why am I going through? Because in you, God is working some things. And that anointing that God is placing into your life is going to be greater. It's going to be greater than somebody else's anointing. And while somebody else is able to do this, you're going to be able to do much more because you have submitted to God working the anointing through you. I close with this this morning and it is that we must understand the importance of the anointing. Yes, but finally we must desire the anointing of God because just as much as these men were anointed anointed with a physical anointing and their results in life were majorly different so it's true for your spiritual anointing. Yes, the things you go through, very true. But I want to talk a little bit about your sacrifices for God and the things that you do for the Lord and your commitment and how sold out you are and your prayer life and your fasting and your dedication to the Lord. All of these things are so very important. I I come this morning to tell you my wife looked at me today and said something about prayer and fasting and I said, yes, I recognize where we are. I recognize what God has done. This year has been an amazing year. We're off to a tremendous start. This has been one of the most revolutionary first 10, 11 weeks of this year. It has been absolutely phenomenal. We have had 36 37 people receive the Holy Ghost I think we baptized 16 or 17 people this year already we're off to a tremendous start there is a powerful anointing but church I call you this morning we have got to stay on our face before the Lord. We have got to stay in a a continual place of prayer and fasting and begging God and asking God and saying God keep the anointing falling fresh on me. The anointing from the awakening. is it, It's passed over. It's time for a fresh anointing. Come on Christian Life Church. Could you say right here in mid-March God would you pour out a fresh anointing on me? God I need a fresh anointing. My anointing from four weeks ago is gone. I need a fresh anointing on my life. Stand with me this morning if you would. What God has for our future is greater than what He's already done. Oh, I wish somebody would believe that with me this morning. What God is wanting to do in your future is greater than what He's done in your past. What God has in store for the remainder of this year is greater than what He's done at the beginning of this year. The latter is always greater than the former. That's how God has always worked it. Can I speak into somebody's life this morning and tell you don't forget the importance of the anointing? You know where the anointing in the Spirit comes? The preparation for the anointing happens in your test and in your trials and in your struggle because there's various levels and I don't have time to get into all of it. I could teach for weeks on the anointing but I came this morning to speak to you. And I want to remind you today that your anointing and usefulness of God is not just depending on what you've been through or what you're going through. God is working all of those things for your good. And He's preparing you and setting you up for something great. But the desire of your heart to submit yourself to the process of prayer and of fasting will keep you in a constant place. Every time you walk in the doors of this building, you ought to walk in and say, last week's gone. Today I need fresh anointing. Today I need fresh oil. Maybe for somebody today, it's been a while since you feel like you've been anointed with fresh oil. I'm about to open these altars this morning for those that want to step forward. And I want to say to you today that God has a horn of oil ready to pour out on you this morning. I wish somebody would believe that with me today. God has a horn of oil and he's ready to pour it out on you this morning. He's ready to anoint you. He's ready to pour out upon you today. But it's up to you. How bad do you want it? Do you want the anointing enough to come today and say, God, I need to be anointed afresh and new. I need a fresh anointing in my life because what God wants to do in your future is greater than your past. Would you ask him today for a fresh anointing? Hands are lifted all over the building. Sister Cheryl begins to sing. We're calling on the Lord for a fresh anointing this morning.
1: Fall on me,
0: Senora.
1: Let it fall on me,
0: fall fresh on me, Lord. Come on, asking for the anointing to fall fresh on you this morning. I need the anointing on my life. Let the power of
1: the Holy Ghost in your anointing.
0: to come forward today. Maybe there's you feel comfortable praying with a neighbor that is standing next to you. Maybe you want to take them by the hand or lay a hand on their shoulder today. And we're going to pray one for another all over this room. God, let there be an anointing that flows over this entire congregation today. We
1: can't make it without your anointing, Lord. Oh, send your anointing, God. Say.